Hey there, and welcome to a Meaningful Mess podcast. Before we get started, I just want to say thanks for listening. I'm your host, Andy McNair. I love sharing about and advocating for gifted education, talking about passion-based learning, aka Genius Hour, and just sharing practical ways to make learning meaningful for today's learners. If this is your first time to listen, please check out the trailer episode to learn more. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Here we go. Welcome back to A Meaningful Mess Podcast. Well, once again, it's been a little bit of time since I've recorded. Uh, that just seems to be how I operate. Sometimes when there's a lot going on, the podcast just can't seem to make it on the agenda. But hey, anytime I can, I want to be able to hop on and record and share ideas that are connected to gifted education and passion-based learning or Genius Hour. And so that's exactly what I want to do today is talk about something fairly specific, when it comes to Genius Hour, and that is just some practical ways that we can get families involved with Genius Hour. And I think this is an important conversation because the school-to-home connection is more important now than ever before. I think the more we can focus on helping our learners understand that there's not this division between school and home, but that we operate in a partnership to make learning meaningful and to make things relevant, that's when things, I think, begin to make a lot of sense for our learners. I was just talking to some parents of gifted learners the other night, and we were talking about just how important it is that we are intentional as parents about making those connections by asking questions like, what did you learn at school today? Or how can you use what you've learned at school today at home? And that intentionality can help our learners see those clear connections so that it doesn't seem like there's this division between what they do at school and what they do at home. And so as we think about that and we think about that connection, when we talk about something like Genius Hour, sometimes if we're honest, if learners go home and say, you know, if, if parents ask, what did you do at school today? And the kid says, oh, I just learned about whatever I want. <laughs> there's probably going to be some questions like, wait, what's happening? What is that? What? And even if you're, even if the student tries to explain it, it may not be as clear as it needs to be. And so this helping parents understand why we're implementing something like Genius Hour and how it's going to benefit their learners, I feel like is really, really important as is that connection between school and home. So let's talk about kind of what that looks like. So I'm going to share five ways that you can get families involved with Genius Hour. And we're going to start off with number one. And it's this is really important. This is probably the most important one of the five that I'm going to share. And that is to explain through an information meeting what Genius Hour is all about. So you want to make sure that parents know, first of all, what exactly it is that you're doing in your classroom, how you're going to make that happen, and why it's so important. And so having an information meeting to talk about, hey, when, when your students are working on Genius Hour, it's not just free time. What's happening is they're being given an opportunity to apply what they've learned so that they reach a deeper understanding and talking to them about the intentionality that you're going to have during that time and also sharing that it's an opportunity for them to really utilize and receive feedback on the life ready skills that we know they're going to need beyond the walls of the classroom 
room and also practice those social emotional learning skills that are so important. So just whether you do that in a face-to-face meeting, maybe if it's something you're going to implement in the classroom, you do this at the beginning of the year when parents visit and you give them all of the information, this could be a part of that meeting. You could hold a, maybe a webinar or a um, virtual meeting where your parents can get that information and you can talk to them that way. That might be easier for some of them, honestly, that aren't able to come to the school. But really having a clear agenda of these are the things I need for them to know And then sending home or sharing some type of letter, whether that be, you know, some sort of permission slip. You want parents to know, hey, this is what your learner is going to be doing. This is why it's important. This is what you can expect. And then even saying, these are the technology tools that we're going to be using. They're going to be talking with an outside expert and making sure that you explain how you will be doing that in a safe way and exactly what that'll look like. And then letting them say either, yes, I 100% give my child permission to do this or I'm okay with it, or I need to know more, right? I need you to explain more about this and what it's going to look like. So that information meeting is really important because Genius Hour, even if parents learned that way when they were in school in one shape or form, it wasn't called Genius Hour. That is something new. And I just think it's important that we help them understand what it is how we're going to implement it, and why it's so important. Because we want to make sure that we have that buy-in from not just our students, but also their parents, so that that connection between home and school is really strong as we work through making this a reality in our classroom. All right, so number one, explain Genius Hour through an information meeting. I think can be really beneficial and can help your parents understand why you're putting this into place. Number two, Ask family members to be outside experts. Oh gosh, you know, sometimes I think we don't recognize or realize the treasure trove of experts we probably have right within our community. I talk to a lot of teachers who will say like, I just don't know where to find outside experts. And one of the best places to start is within the parents of your students. Like so many of them have careers probably that can connect to maybe not their own child's genius hour project, but another student's project. And even if it's not a parent, maybe it's an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent who does something that is connected to someone else's project. And I think what that does is it really starts to build that collaborative community or that collaborative culture within your classroom, that idea of we really are all in this together. And these connections kind of create this web where we all are kind of working together to learn and grow and be able to serve our community well through the projects that the students are working on. So thinking about, hey, who could our outside experts be? One of the first things that I would do would be to share some type of announcement, whether that's through a letter you send home, an announcement on your Facebook page, um, however you communicate with parents, but asking them, would you be interested or would you be willing in being to be an outside expert for one of our projects? If so, where do you think, you know, what is it that you do that you could help others with or help some of the learners with? Or do you know someone who might be a great outside expert? It may not be them, but they may know someone who would be a perfect fit for one of the projects that you're working on. I think you could do that on the front end. 
of starting Genius Hour, or you could wait until your learners kind of decide on their topics and what they're going to be exploring. And you could send the list and say, hey, could anybody help with any of these projects? And that would give them a more narrowed focus to be able to say, hey, does the work that I do connect with any of the projects that they're working on? So making sure that we ask family members first to serve as outside experts, I think can be powerful. And, you know, I oftentimes say when I talk about outside experts, I'm not talking about just talking to your aunt or uncle about the work that they do. But my point there is just that we want them to have a legit outside expert in that we want that outside experts work to be really connected to the project that the student is working on. So if that's the case, then I think that's fine. It's just we don't want to make connections that are just convenient. We want to make sure that the connections are clear and that they make sense for that specific project. Okay, so number two, ask family members to be outside experts. Number three, share material needs with families and ask for donations. You know, when I talk about the six P's of Genius Hour, and if you haven't heard about those, you can visit my website, andymcnair.com slash genius dash hour, or you can just go to andymcnair.com and in the navigation bar, click Genius Hour. Um, I, on that page, um, I talk, I share kind of the six P's, the process that I share often for Genius Hour. And part of that process is planning their project out. So after they figure out kind of what their passion is, what their purpose is going to be, they plan their project out. And one of the questions that I think is really important to ask is what materials are you going to need for your project? Um, and sometimes students are going to list materials that you do not have in the classroom and that you aren't sure how you'll get. And I think a great place to start is to ask parents to send things from home. Like just small things that they have sitting around that they don't need anymore, whether that be a paper towel tube or it is cotton balls or just the things you know that you typically need. You can ask for those things. You can ask for specific things just to see if that's available. Asking for donations. Sometimes parents are just able to say, hey, I don't have the materials, but here's how I can help or here's how I can provide a donation to the class so that you guys can make that happen or they may have a connection to someone who can access those materials or can help you access them through someone in the community or a group in the community that is able to help that make that happen. There's just so many different connections that can be made when parents know what's going on. So asking them to contribute to the materials that you will need to work on Genius Hour or that your students will need to work on their projects for Genius Hour is not a bad idea. So number three, sharing material needs with families and asking for donations. Number four, invite family members to watch pitches and presentations. Again, those are part of the process. So we've got passion, plan, pitch, project, product, presentation. And so when your learners pitch their projects, we really want that to happen in front of an authentic audience. We want them to be able to share what they hope to learn about with an authentic audience. So that can be your class. It can be your class and administrators and other teachers, but you could also ask parents to get involved here. And whether that happens through a live event, such as Shark Tank, maybe like that type of experience where you're letting them share in, in a live, um, kind of a live experience, or you let them record using Microsoft Flip, right? Setting up a pitch page or a pitch group in Microsoft Flip 
They would pitch their idea on video. You would let them have two or three minutes to do that. And then you could share those pitches out. You could share the link with parents and let them watch the pitches and then also give feedback. Of course, you would want to make sure that you had permission to do that and that you were okay with sharing those videos. But even if they're just watching their own child's pitch, being able to watch that and give feedback can be really powerful. And then they're part of the process. You're bringing them into this. So it doesn't feel like, oh, I just know this thing my kid's doing at school, but I don't really know what it actually looks like. They're actually getting to be a part of that process, which is going to make it make so much sense and feel so much more authentic for both them and for the learners. So pitching, and then you could do the same thing when they present. So I always say when students pitch, they can share their KWH. Here's what I know, here's what I wanna know, and here's what I hope to find out. And when they present, they're gonna share their LAQ. Here's what I've learned, here's what action I took, and here's what questions I still have. So when they present, they could do the same thing, right? It could be live, or it could be done through Um, Microsoft Flip, where they record their presentation, you share those presentations out, and uh, people are able to provide meaningful feedback using that tool. So it just gives your students a bigger audience, a broader audience, and a more authentic audience to share their work with. And I think that could be really powerful. Again, we want to make sure we have permission to do that, but I think it could have a big impact and kind of take projects to the next level. Number five, uh, okay, so number four, invite family members to watch pitches and presentations. Number five, give families the opportunity to see what every learner has done through a showcase. You know, a lot of times in the gifted community, especially, we do showcases where at the end of the year or maybe at the end of the semester, parents are able to come in, parents, community members, uh, family members are able to come in and see these are the projects that learners have been working on and they're able to kind of showcase that work. So as people go around, they get to explain their project, what they did, why they did it, kind of how it turned out. And I think this is very cool because it gives learners the opportunity to practice really summing up the work that they've done and explaining that work to someone else, which can be really powerful. But it also gives the community and gives families an opportunity to not just see the project that their learner worked on, but also the projects of other learners so that they can see, oh, this is what they were experiencing in class every day. It's it's one thing to just see one project, but when you see the big picture and all of the different projects that have been worked on, sometimes that can be so much more powerful. So doing something like maybe a showcase at the end of the semester or a showcase at the end of the year, I've often been asked like, how do I do a showcase if my students have done more than one Genius Hour project during the year? And I always say, just have them pick the one that they want to showcase, right? Like if I always, my students never had a time limit. Um, Well, that's, I shouldn't say never. We did try the time limit thing. It didn't work. So uh, my students worked on their projects. So some of them, their projects took six weeks. Some of them, their projects took all year. So if I had a student who worked on four projects that year, I would have them pick the project that they wanted to showcase. If I had a student who worked on one project that year, obviously they're showcasing that one project. And so I think showcases can be really powerful and an opportunity for students who have worked so hard 
on their Genius Hour projects to kind of demonstrate that learning and share it with an authentic audience, which again, I just think is so important and can have such an impact on our learners. And it gives them a reason to do the work, right? Rushton Hurley uh, has a great quote. I've shared it often on this podcast. I also shared it in the book, Genius Hour, Passion Projects That Ignite Innovation and Student Inquiry. Um, But he has a quote where he says, you know, basically, if students are doing work for the world, they want it to be good. If they're doing it for you, they just want it to be good enough. And I just think there's so much power in that idea. Like it just helps us realize the power of an audience and how much harder our students will work when they know someone else is going to see that work. So I think a showcase can definitely um, have a big impact and give our students a reason to do the work and to really focus on making it something that they're willing to share and something that uh, they want other people to see. All right. So number five, give families the opportunity to see what every learner has done through a showcase. So that's it. Five ways to get families involved with Genius Hour. I want to cover these one more time to make sure you catch them all. Number one, explain Genius Hour in an information meeting. Number two, ask family members to be outside experts. Number three, share material needs with families and ask for donations. Number four, invite family members to watch pitches and presentations. And number five, give family give families the opportunity to see what every learner has done through a showcase. So those are really simple things. Some of those you've probably already thought of and are probably already putting into place. But I think that these are key and these are really something that we need to consider if we want to build that homeschool connection. And I'm telling you, that connection is really, really valuable and I think something that we really need to be making a priority right now. So a couple of things that I want to make sure that I share with you since I talked to you last. I have a new website, but it lives at the same place, andymcnair.com. But if you want to learn more about Genius Hour, if, if you're kind of like, huh, this sounds interesting and it sounds like something that I would like to learn more about, you are. I would love for you to visit my website, uh, again, andymcnair.com, and you can click on the store. I have several different um book studies there. The Genius Hour book study would probably be the most valuable one for you if this is something you're want, you're wanting to learn about. So you can go to andymcnair.com, click on store, or you can go to andymcnair.com slash Genius Hour PD, and there's lots of resources there as well. Uh, you'll be able to find the notes for this podcast at andymcnair.com slash episode 67. Again, that's andymcnair.com slash episode 67. On that page, you'll be able to access some of the resources that I shared throughout this episode. Also, some of the links that I shared on my website that you may want to look at if you're wanting to implement Genius Hour or make it a reality in your classroom. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, Man, a great evening, wonderful morning. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but as always, thank you so much for being a part of the Meaningful Mess community. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to learn with me today. I absolutely love this community and enjoy sharing and learning with you. Check out today's episode notes by swapping up in most podcast apps. 
If you'd like to learn and connect more, you can follow me over on Twitter at McNairAN3, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Meaningful Mess. You can always find tons of resources, inspiration, and information over on my website, andymcnair.com. Be sure to check out my blog, Genius Hour resources, and so much more. Enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, I hope that today's episode has inspired you to find meaning in your mess.